and welcome to Mother's Touch, where the reciprocity of motherly love is our top priority. My name is Raquel Costa, and I'm your host. Thanks for joining us today. On today's episode, we're going to be speaking about immunizations. Now, we know that the vaccine debate has been a hot topic during the COVID-19 pandemic, but today we're not going to be focusing on COVID-19 or the vaccine, um, but on all the other immunizations that are recommended for a child as they grow. As always, make sure to check out our social media and Mother's Touch app for more information. Okay, so let's get started. Today, we're joined by some Mother's Touch team members, Sana and Tara. Hey guys, great to have you back. Hey everyone, glad to be here. Hi, thanks for having us. All right, so we have a lot to talk about today. So what we're gonna do is break everything down by topic. First, we're gonna be discussing the most important things to know when it comes to pregnancy and vaccinations. Then we're gonna jump into immunizations during and after pregnancy. And lastly, we'll be discussing immunizations during childhood. Before we begin, it's important that we clarify all the information that's being used and talked about in this episode today comes from the Centers of Disease Prevention and Control, otherwise known as the CDC. So check out the CDC's website for any additional information about immunizations that you are looking for. So let's jump right in. Sana, why don't you just start with uh, telling us about those important facts that I mentioned? Sure. Maternal vaccines, the ones recommended that expectant mothers take for whooping cough and tetanus, are safe for the mom and baby. Also, not only are they safe, they produce antibodies that cross the placenta and give immunity to the fetus. It's really important to get these two vaccines, especially because whooping cough can be extremely dangerous to the fetus and sometimes it can be dire, especially because symptoms for whooping cough get milder with age with younger children showing more severe cases. To prevent any complications, whether it be during pregnancy or in childbirth, it's recommended to get vaccinated for whooping cough to transfer antibodies onto the baby so they are protected. The CDC says timing is everything when it comes to the whooping cough vaccine. It's recommended that expecting mothers get the vaccine in the 27th to 36th week of pregnancy. This ensures that the baby gets the maximum quantity of antibodies. Because of the fact that younger children are susceptible to whooping cough, it is highly recommended that anyone around the newborn age is also vaccinated, even kids. Finally, the whooping cough vaccine needs to be administered with each pregnancy because antibody levels do not remain high long enough to provide adequate immunity. As Sana mentioned, timing is everything, and that's really true, especially considering how the vaccine for whooping cough and tetanus are actually the same one, and it's called TDAP. So to add on to what was said, expectant mothers should also get the flu shot. Getting the flu shot is very important too because contracting the flu while pregnant can cause complications and even result in preterm labor. Luckily, the flu shot is not as finicky as the whooping cough and it can be administered at any point during pregnancy, but it's recommended that you do get it during flu season. Usually that's around September or October. It's also recommended that anyone around a newborn has their immunizations up to date, even the flu shot. When it comes to these vaccines, it's also recommended that if you didn't get vaccinated during your pregnancy against whooping cough, that you do so as quickly as possible after childbirth. 
and this is to ensure that antibodies pass on to your baby through your breast milk. Of course, only if you are breastfeeding the infant. So normally, this takes about two weeks to actually develop a substantial level of antibodies. I know there's always been some hesitancy about vaccines and pregnancy, especially when it's the best time to do so. So hearing this information is really helpful. Definitely. When it comes to pregnancy, you're always worried about what's the best thing you can do for yourself and your baby, how to be the safest as possible. And this is a great way to do that. Um, getting these vaccines not only protects you, but protects your child. All right, so now transitioning to vaccines before pregnancy, there is one very important vaccine that the CDC highly recommends that you get before you become pregnant. Usually this is with planned pregnancies, of course, and it's the MMR vaccine, which stands for measles, mumps, and rubella. Rubella, one of the diseases, is highly contagious and at times it can cause birth defects or even miscarriages. So the best way to protect yourself against rubella is to get inoculated. Now, just a little PSA, it's important that if you are planning your pregnancies to avoid getting pregnant for a month after getting the vaccine. Now, it's not because the vaccine is harmful or anything, it's just a precaution so that you give your body enough time to develop antibodies. And a really good way to know if you are immune is through a blood test. So make sure to consult your doctor. It's good that you bring up the MMR vaccine because it may be one of the vaccines that is needed for traveling. Again, this all depends on where you are traveling to. So if you're planning to travel, it is recommended that you consult a healthcare provider at least four to six weeks prior to your flight or trip just to ensure that you take the necessary precautions. For sure. Now that traveling restrictions are uplifting in many areas, it's important that mothers are aware of the vaccines they need for themselves as well as the vaccines they need for their children. Definitely, definitely. Um, since we've been dealing with the COVID-19 pandemic, a lot of our attention has been focused on COVID-19 and how we can protect ourselves against it. And it's, it's been easy to forget about all the other diseases that are roaming around. Um, so it's important that we take them as, um, as importantly as we do COVID-19. And so uh, it's important to, to get uh, immunizations for traveling and it's important to uh, protect yourself. All right, so now that we've covered the bases of pregnancy and vaccinations, we're gonna shift our attention to childhood immunizations. Now, this is a common practice, especially in public schools and even in higher education. Usually kids are required to be inoculated against diseases like polio, meningitis, measles, etc. And there's a set schedule that is recommended by the CDC for what vaccines to get when. Tara, can you go over what vaccines are recommended for infancy? Definitely. Okay, so to start off with newborns, at one to two months, babies should get their first dose against hepatitis B, polio, rotavirus, pneumococcal disease, influenza type B, and they should get a Tdap shot, which protects against diphtheria, tetanus, and whooping cough. This Tdap shot is what you should get when you're pregnant, like we discussed before, and this protects you against both whooping cough and tetanus at the same time. 
Then at four months, it is recommended that babies get a second dose against all those diseases I just listed, and then a third dose at six months. At six months, it's also recommended that a flu shot is administered. This sounds like a lot of vaccines for such a young baby, but they are safe. Yes, to add, these vaccines are very safe, and if you have any concerns, it can definitely be brought up to your family pediatrician. It's also recommended that babies get an additional dose of those vaccines that Tara talked about, plus their first MMR dose, their first dose of hepatitis A, and their first varicella dose, which protects against chickenpox between 12 and 23 months. Now, this is the most important part. Yet another additional dose of the Tdap, polio, MMR, and varicella vaccines come at age four to six, which is very crucial for when if you are enrolling your child in public schooling. It's good that you point that out, Sana. Yeah, normally kids are required to get a round of vaccines prior to enrolling in kindergarten. Given that young kids can easily transmit diseases between each other, it's expected that vaccine mandates against diseases like polio, measles, and meningitis would be required for schools. This trend is even seen in higher education, with universities requiring immunization records prior to arriving on campus. Before going off to college, many students get uh, vaccines to protect themselves against meningococcal disease, both meningococcal conjugate and meningococcal serogroup B. And this happens around the age of 16 to 18. That's a really good point. And let's not forget that a flu shot is recommended for everyone, adults and children alike, on a yearly basis. A helpful tip is to keep a good vaccination record on hand yourself. You never know when you'll need it. You know, there's even some clinics that provide flu shots for free you know, sometimes without insurance needed, and they're widely available all around at even local pharmacies near you. That's really good uh, that you point that out, Tara. Make sh- so make sure to get your uh, vaccine come September, October during the flu season. Um, now, uh, just a small, very uh, quick, but very important reminder. We are not healthcare providers. We Even though we try to do as much research as we can on whatever topic we talk about, there is still a lot that hasn't been discussed and there's still a lot to be discovered. And everyone's body and medical journey is unique. So with that in mind, please consult your healthcare provider um, if you have any questions or concerns. All right, thank you guys so much for taking the time to sit down and have this discussion. Like you said, Um, Education is a key component to improving um, internal health, and we should always uh, make uh, make sure to check out our questions and concerns with our healthcare providers. Again, if you would like to review any of the material we discussed today, please visit cdc.gov and also check out our social media at MotherSuchApp on Instagram. All right. Thank you to everyone for listening in today. Remember to stay tuned for the next episode where we'll be joined with some more guests as we continue our conversation on all things motherhood. Till next time.